Hello, everyone. Welcome into Living Liberty Today. I'm your host, Charlie Earl. This is episode 73, Peace. Yes, peace. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. That's the, one of the phrases you hear quite often during this week. And uh, it's something I guess we could all hope for and wish for. I was born in 1946, and for almost the entirety of my life, the United States has been at war. One way or another. Well, I shouldn't say war because the last declared war we had was December 8th, 1941, when we declared war on the Axis powers. Since that time, they've been police actions or military incursions or whatever. And as we look around the globe right now, we find that as of last count, we had roughly 937 military bases scattered throughout the globe. And we find that during most of my lifetime, we've been involved in police actions or ensuring democracy or whatever in various countries throughout the world. Usually it hasn't ended well. It's ended poorly. It's cost treasure and time and most importantly, lives of American soldiers. You know, the elites and the generals design the wars. It's the privates and the corporals and the sergeants who fight them. And so I'm not a peacenik. I, I believe strongly in a strong defense. I believe it's vital for a nation that wants to have some kind of sovereignty and integrity to defend its borders. But it seems to me that we've kind of gotten things turned around and backwards as we look at where we are as a nation right now. We're sending our troops overseas willy-nilly. Many of our National Guard personnel are called up for extended periods of duty offshore when they should be back home spending the bulk of their lives living with their families and doing their day-to-day living. So it seems like we're sort of out of, out of warp here, out of tilt, out of line, out of alignment. And I would hope that someday maybe we can recapture it. It seems, in my view, that the only people that have really benefited from this militaristic approach that we've had over the last 60 years or so has been the people who build the weapons and the people who command them. And uh, I do hope that as we look forward to facing probably the most severe economic situation we've been in as a country, that we get some realistic assessment about where we go and what we do and what our policy should be and pare our defense down to actual defense rather than a willy-nilly offense around the world, that we secure our borders. I know there's a lot of people who share my libertarian, my generally libertarian views who think we should have open borders, and I think that's all well and good if you don't have a voting system that uh, just doesn't allow anybody to vote. So I think that's critical. I don't want people who don't have a vested interest in our nation determining 
who makes the choices for our country. I believe the best government is less government, but as long as we're going to have this humongous edifice we call government right now with the more than 456 bureaus, agencies, directorates, commissions, and departments scattered throughout, we certainly don't need uh, more people without a vested interest and a stake in what we do making choices for us. Uh, I'm disappointed with most of the choices we do make, most of the options that we have. But nevertheless, I'd like to limit it to the people who sincerely have a stake in how the nation is governed. Um, peace. So it's a it's a thing that uh, seems very elusive for most of us, at least on a global sense. And certainly the way our things are going here domestically in the United States, it seems like peace is becoming less achievable in the domestic sense. We have all kinds of conflict going on, particularly in our cities, but even in our small towns and villages, we have people split about various issues and policies and the whole vaccination and pandemic baloney that's going on right now. The Omicron uh, variant seems to be slightly more, I guess, slightly more deadly than the normal flu, particularly for people in the high-risk groups, same groups that were at risk in the beginning when this whole COVID-19 thing arose. And it seems that our, quote, government and healthcare leaders, and I wouldn't call them leaders, I'd call them either chicken littles or tyrants, seem to take the most reactive uh, response they can think of and engage in that. And I think what it has done, I'll say this for the, the, the quote, pandemic, end quote, what it has done is really illustrated to those of us who live here and breathe here and try to make a living every day and get by with our families and love our little ones and do our jobs and try to do the best we can do. It is illustrated to us just what the quote leadership is like in this nation, in our states and in our communities. Are they truly leaders? Or are they simply reactionaries or are they stupid? Maybe they're stupid. Maybe they're nefarious point is they're wrong and i think that we've got to give our people a chance to live and thrive and go forward and do what they can do to secure their own liberty their own peace their own economic security looking at that on the economic sense things are not any better than they were last week certainly getting worse although we get some some, I guess, indication from the Fed they're going to start tapering down. They're going to stop buying as many bonds as they've been buying, which is basically a recirculation of non-existent digital money, which means that interest rates will probably rise, which also means that even though we have inflation now because of some shortages on the shelves, uh, it may get worse as interest rates start to creep up. So that's the good news. But after all, this is Christmas week and we head into the new year, 2022. 
I guess we can only hope and pray that it's better than the last two have been. Certainly, I would hope and pray that it's more definitive, less cloudy, uh, less indistinct than it has been, where it's clearer for us so that it's easier for us to make decisions as individuals, communities, states, and a nation. So I'm going to get to some news, some articles I may recommend to you as I slip on my glasses here so I can read. Anyway, one of the things I read was in the Epoch Times, and it was on uh, Christmas Day, actually. It said General Motors plans on going beyond manufacturing a fleet of electric cars, according to an announcement they made on Wednesday regarding electrification component sets which are capable of converting most old gasoline-powered automobiles into new-age electronic vehicles. Uh, Fascinating, but color me unimpressed. Another uh, article I would recommend to you is from Tuesday the 21st on Breitbart News. Uh, This is actually an ad, but I'm going to share with you the overview of it, and you can go look it up for yourself. The first Bitcoin futures ETF is driving a surge in demand among crypto-hungry investors. So not only can you invest in cryptocurrency, you can now invest in the futures without buying the cryptocurrency. Oh, what could go wrong with that? Anyway, There is going to be a special seminar on that with some people who are expert in the field being sponsored by Breitbart News Network, and it'll be from January 18th to the 20th. It'll be at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. It'll be on a live uh, call, video call. I'm not sure if it's going to be Zoom or what platform they're going to use, but if you're interested, go to Breitbart News. And uh, just put the hashtag or the backslash unleashed on that and see if that gives you some insight into that. I may take that in. It sounds fascinating. At least I can watch it as a skeptic anyway. Doug Casey of International Man, uh, one who I quote quite frequently on this program, has a column out by Chris McIntosh. From Friday, uh, Christmas Eve, it's called Here's How the Energy Crisis Turns Into Hunger and Then War. And that sort of reflects back on what I mentioned briefly before, was as shortages uh, started uh, occurring and we find ourselves running out of key supplies and products, the tendency of a nation is to go to war. Actually, that's what... The impetus was for Japan to get involved in World War II and to be, become very aggressive in the, in the Pacific area. And uh, let's hope that that doesn't happen here, but some of the things they're talking about is uh, natural gas is, component, is a major component for fertilizer, um, things of that nature across the board that are having an impact on our economy and our food supplies. And a nation, or the leadership of a nation, when things are in dire straits or, 
a world of distress, often use war to deflect the people from their own state of mind. Also, to give a false sense of a generated economy as the nation gears up for war footing and thus diverts a lot of the economy to war footing. And so people assume that there are real reasons for the shortages and the rationing and things of that nature. And uh, as usual, our leadership neither leads nor deserves it anyway. So keep that in mind. Keep watching the food situation. Keep watching the shortages and what have you. And then from uh, again from Friday on Christmas Eve, inside Wall Street with Nomi Prince. Uh, Nomi is a, an economics senior uh, with uh, Inside Wall Street. She worked as the managing director at Goldman Sachs and ran the International Analytics Group as a senior manager at Bear Stearns. So anyway, she's as a global investor banker. She says when it comes to the green transition, her studies have indicated that nuclear is the best option. And while we're talking about all this green transition and all the things that so many of our, quote, fearless leaders want us to do, they seem to overlook the whole nuclear option. Now, let me admit that for fission nuclear uh, reactors, I'm not all that sold on them, although I think they're a better alternative than wind and solar right now, certainly a more efficient and more productive alternative. I'd rather see a thorium-based salt reactors and so forth, which can be in smaller units, serve communities and areas that way, so you aren't reliant on one big, huge mega complex in one location trying to serve multiples of people. So I have my preferences in that regard, but bottom line is nuclear still is efficient, and if done in a proper manner, extremely green. And so if green's your goal, then uh, I think nuclear should not be overlooked as a source. I guess that's pretty much to look at some of the news articles I got. But uh, I do want to remind you that um, peace can be required or acquired within. doesn't have to be all outside. Find your own. Find it there. Enjoy it and love it. And remember, this is Charlie Earle with Living Liberty Today. Live free, stay free, and be free.